In just a few weeks, thousands of people from around the country and perhaps even the world are expected to visit Western Kentucky for a celestial event like none other. Experts say the August 21st solar eclipse is a must-see event, and today we'll discuss exactly why that is. For the Messenger Inquirer, I'm your host, Don Wilkins. Stay with us. This is Inquirer. Leading up to the solar eclipse, the Messenger Inquirer is dedicating 10 days of coverage to this rare event. I recently interviewed Rico Tyler, a master teacher with Western Kentucky University's SkyTeach program. He is an expert in the field of astronomy. So, Mr. Tyler, tell us, what should we expect during this solar eclipse? Everyone in the state of Kentucky is going to see a partial eclipse. Owensboro will see a partial eclipse. But there's a region in western Kentucky, north of Murray and south of Owensboro, that will actually get, for the first time in Kentucky since 1869, to see a total eclipse. The sun will be completely and absolutely covered by by the moon. And during that time, which will range to as long as 2 minutes 40 seconds, it will become dark enough for the stars to come out. If you can sort of picture a 70-mile diameter circle, it will cross through western Kentucky, moving uh, both easterly and southerly. Uh, If you go to the very center of the circle, as that circle moves, it draws a line through Kentucky. And places like Princeton, Eddyville, Elton, Kentucky, Russellville, Franklin, Cadiz, Benton, will all be very close to that center line. And we'll get a darkness lasting 2 minutes and 20, 2 minutes and 30. But the most that you can see is 2 minutes 40.2 seconds in Kentucky. And in that regard, Hopkinsville beats everybody else by about a tenth of a second. Eclipses happen where eclipses happen. And one of the unique things about this one is that it's happening right through the middle of the United States. This is not an example of an eclipse that's happening in some remote part of Asia or uh, in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. This one is going right through the United States. Sometime on the morning of August the 21st, Oregon will be the first state to see it. And then that that circle that I mentioned, that 70-mile-wide circle of shadow, is going to move at about Mach 2, about 1,500 miles per hour, completely across the United States. After it goes through Kentucky, it'll go through Tennessee, and it will finally go through South Carolina and into the Atlantic Ocean. And anywhere along that line, if you're in that 70-mile-wide band, you will see a total eclipse, assuming it's clear. I think a good way to think of this is it's like the Kentucky Derby. I mean, people travel from around the world to see a a, a horse race that's about the same length (laughs) as this eclipse is. It's just a spectacular event. The science is interesting, but uh, on that basic level, why do you want to go and and be where the eclipse is? It's kind of a spectacular thing to see. And uh, people who see eclipses sort of understand how spectacular they are. I was speaking to a, a colleague of mine earlier this month. Uh, if he's coming to Kentucky to see the eclipse, this will be his eighth eclipse. Uh, he traveled. He has traveled the world to see uh, seven others, uh, five of which were clear weather and two of which were rainy. And he, he said, once you've seen one, you just become hooked on the experience of getting to see one. And why is this eclipse such a big deal? It's, it's very simple. They're spectacular to see. I mean, this. I mean. You'd have to really experience one to understand the difference between a partial eclipse, which many people have seen over the years, and a total eclipse. I mean, it will, 
you know, in the middle of a, of a summer day, the sky will go completely black. There'll be stars out. And where, the, where you would expect to see the sun, there'll literally be this black circle with a, a glow around it from the sun's corona. And it's just, it's just spectacular. There are four things in the sky that are just spectacular visual sights. And of those four things, only eclipses are predictable. So while they're very rare, uh, we do know exactly where you have to be to see one and exactly when they'll occur. So, Mr. Tyler, how long have you been preparing for this eclipse? Years. I mean, like I said, this is, a, this is a predictable event in basically my entire professional life, and I've been teaching for 35 years. I've known there was going to be an eclipse in Kentucky. You just have to wait long enough to, for it to happen. In fact, uh, the house that I built, the house that I'm living in right now, I built in 1990 partially with the knowledge that the house would be along the eclipse line. Wow, you really have been preparing for this. Uh, so when will be the next time that we can see another total solar eclipse? Well, on average, there's an eclipse somewhere on the Earth every 18 months. But if you take a spot on the Earth, just pick one at random, usually any given spot on the Earth gets an eclipse about every three or four centuries. So it's been 1869 since Kentucky has had an eclipse. But uh, fortunately, there will be another eclipse in, on April the 8th, 2024. Uh, it just it will cross, it'll be another eclipse similar to this one. It'll sweep across the country. And it turns out that, that Paducah, Kentucky is where the two eclipse lines meet. Owensboro misses the eclipse this year. Uh, in 2024, there'll be an eclipse that's actually even longer, four minutes. And it will be just beyond the river. Um, Owensboro just barely misses it. In fact, in seven years, your listeners can literally cross the river, go a few miles, and see an eclipse, a total eclipse. All right. Joining me now is Mr. Inquirer photographer Greg Eanes, who will be going to Hopkinsville to shoot the eclipse for the paper. Now, Greg, I know uh, you own a very nice uh, telescope, and you have been taking other astronomy photos uh, for years, uh, so how excited are you personally about this eclipse? Hey Don, I'm very excited about this eclipse. In um, 2003 I bought my first telescope and started subscribing to Sky and Telescope magazine at that time and I was reading about the eclipse then. So that was what, 14 years ago and I was in North Carolina at the time and had actually planned to be you know, in Kentucky at the time of the, the eclipse. I just didn't know I'd be back here to live. So I'm, I'm very excited about it. So you've been tracking this thing as well for years because uh, uh, a lot of people who are into this seem to, you know, have been, you know, looking forward to this and planning their lives around this for quite some time. Professor Tyler, you know, he was saying how he even built his house in its path. And so, yeah, people have even gone that far with it, you know, which which is pretty insane to think about it. Well, uh, some people even take tours on cruise ships uh, and actually shoot the eclipse through their telescope on the cruise ship, which I don't know how in the world they do, but they do. And they're planned you know, for years. But you haven't gone or taken any special trips to see any total eclipses anywhere else in the world, though, have you? Would this be your first experience with one? This would be my first experience with one, and, and uh, of course there's another one in 2024 that we'll be able to see also, but... This one is the big one. In Owensboro, it won't, it'll be a partial eclipse, but it'll still be an amazing sight. It'll be something that no one will forget. 
Yeah, the uh, the one in 2024 will actually be a little closer to us. I might actually make an effort to, to drive three miles to, to see <laughs> it. So so let's get into the technical part of this. So what are the challenges with you know shooting this eclipse? This one is going to be interesting because of the time of totality. The most challenging aspect of this eclipse will be that the sun is going to be almost at the zenith at the time of totality. So we're all going to be looking straight up in the air, shooting pictures straight up in the air. So that mean you have to be almost laying on your back? Well, if you want to be comfortable, yeah, I, I, I guess so. But if you're shooting through a telescope, it, it uh, brings up a whole you know, bunch of more challenges because you, if your camera's connected to that scope, you don't want it to... Uh, you want to make sure there's room for the base of the scope so you don't you know, ruin everything when you're slewing to the sun. But um, it's just things that, that people probably need to think about. Uh, if they're going to take a picture of, you know, a church steeple silhouetted, you know, the sun in the background, it's going, to, it's going to be a pretty steep angle. So why are you choosing to use a telescope versus just your regular camera with a filter on it? I'll be using both, but this is something that I will probably never you know, have the opportunity to see again, and just all the technical aspects that go into using the scope and and, and shooting this kind of picture. Well, hopefully you'll be around in 2024 to see it Well, again, that's right? true. <laughs> all right. So what sort of camera gear do you need to effectively f- photograph this? Well, you, you'll want to use a filter on the front of your lens, a solar filter, at all times, especially in Owensboro. The only time that you can actually not use a you know, say solar glasses or a filter on a, the front of your camera is during totality. When you first see the ring, the diamond ring shape, after that goes away, you can take off your filter and look at it without your glasses, but, or your filter on the front of your camera. But once it comes back, you have to put it back on. In Owensboro, you'll need to have your glasses on all the time. So, so people who who want to, I, I'm sure, will try even be tempted to try to video it or shoot it with like a, their smartphone. Can they do that? They can do that, but they need to have a filter, or they risk damaging their phone or camera or video camera. Well, interesting. Okay, so are you going down to Hawkinsville the night before, or how or are you going down the same day? I mean, how are you going to be able to to try to get through all that? traffic and the amount of people who are going to be there. Jim Mays and I are making plans right now. I uh, have been for a couple of weeks. Right now we plan to go down, uh, leave here about 3.30 in the morning, but that may change. We've been talking to a couple of people and they seem to think maybe that's not early enough. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know there's going to be, you know, they, they talk like thousands of people there. And so, you know, I've been to the Kentucky Derby before and you know, and have gone through that mess of people before. So if it's if, if you if you've dealt with that before, it could be a similar kind of experience. But people is it does take a toll on you. So well, it it does, and I, I think the major issue that anyone's going to have with viewing this eclipse is getting there if they're going to Hopkinsville. Yeah, and then maybe even getting out once you know it's you know the two minutes and forty seconds are over, and then oh now now. Now it's time to go, you know. Absolutely. And if you don't have a parking space or a space to view it from, you probably aren't going to get one by just driving down there that day. All right. Well, Greg, I appreciate you uh, talking with us today, and good luck uh, with the clips, okay? Thanks, Don. And that will wrap up our show for this week. To send us questions 
or to provide feedback, email us at newscast at messengerinquire.com. And remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquire's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquire. Until Friday, August 18th, I'm Don Wilkins saying good day for Inquire. That will wrap up our show for this week. I want to thank Messenger Inquirer photographer Greg Eanes and Western Kentucky University Professor Rico Tyler for joining me. To send us questions or to provide feedback, email us at newscast at messenger-inquirer.com. Remember, you can find us on the Messenger Inquirer's website, its mobile app, and iTunes, where you can subscribe to Inquirer. Until Friday, August 25th, I'm Don Wilkins saying good day for Inquirer.